0: let's do that hockey welcome to dauber prospects radio i'm your host peter harling and this is the nhl entry draft series uh just uh, fresh back from my trip to montreal to take in the 2022 nhl entry draft and i'll be doing a series of, of episodes here talking about some conversations I had there, analyzing some of the things that happened, and uploading some audio content that I was able to capture from interviews with other members of the media, uh, recordings from players, media availability, and some NHL executives. So to start off, uh, the first round of the NHL draft was just bananas. When I arrived in Montreal and made my way to the Sheridan to pick up my NHL credentials, I ran into Jeff Merrick, and he and I had a a short conversation, and this is when I started to really, really question whether or not Shane Wright would go number one because he told me that he's hearing Montreal has a lot of interest in Slavkovsky, and he turned out to be correct. At the time, I was kind of like, No, nah, you got to go with the center, right? You got to go with the center. And he said, I agree. The center position makes more sense for Montreal. What we didn't know at that time was that Montreal had designs on trading and acquiring a player that we found out later. To be Kirby Dock uh, so he addresses their needs at center which really gave the Canadians the option to look at the big power winger in Slavkovsky who may not have as much upside as right but certainly is I think a little bit more ready to make an impact in this coming season uh, I think it was helpful for Montreal that Bob McKenzie's rankings had Slavkovsky number one so there was clearly a lot of interest In the NHL scouting world in Slavkovsky over right, Uh, it was certainly not a slam dunk. I'm sure they, they had many, many long conversations about what they wanted to do with that pick. So they end up taking Slavkovsky at number one, and then that was a bit of a shock. And when it actually happened, when it came to fruition, I'm standing on the draft floor and I think, wow, right. Doesn't go first. And that made me think, well, how far is he going to go now? Because I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure New Jersey's set on taking one of the, the big defensemen. They don't need a center. They've got Jack Hughes and Nico Heischer. And sure enough, they went with uh, back-to-back Slovakians following the Slavkovsky pick. They added Nemec. So, now, right has slipped from first past second, and now we're into third overall territory. And uh, for the longest time, i had seen Logan Cooley getting mocked to Arizona by, you know, the, the online blogger writer community, as well as the the more legitimate insiders like McKenzie and, and whatnot and conversations with scouts and sure enough they stuck with their american-born player and went with logan cooley now again there's no slight to shane wright the 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 difference between these three players was was really thin um however uh they did decide to go with with logan cooley allowing shane wright to fall again and landing right squarely in the laps of the Seattle Kraken, so Seattle has no um, no positional bias here. They don't have any glaring needs in any position more than the other. Um, they need everything because they're a year old franchise. So they, I think, ran to the podium as quick as they could to select Shane Wright. I love the fact that when he walked past the Canadians. Um, management table on the draft floor it looks like he gave him the stink eye for not selecting him which sparked memories shades of philip zedina when he slipped a little bit in his draft uh and and he told i believe it again it was montreal he kind of gave them the verbal stink eye and he straight up said i will fill your net with goals that hasn't hasn't really lived up to that threat yet but you know there's there's still there's still time for that so shane wright falls from one to four and just destroys everybody's mock drafts mock drafts out the window which is why i hate mock drafts because they're useless um and he's got a chip on his shoulder now so you know he's a very highly motivated competitive individual to begin with and you know he's got a fire to be the best and now this is just really just thrown some some gas on that fire Falls into a situation in Seattle where I believe it's a much better fit for him than some of those other options. Um, you know, he's going to a lovely city, I understand. Uh, Matty Beniers is entrenched there as their first ever selection from the 21 draft. Now they add Shane Wright, so they have strength down the middle for the next couple decades, decade at least. Um, you know, looking at their, their depth chart and trying to kind of project where they're going to be with what they have in, in the system at the moment. You've got Beniers, Wright, Wenberg, and Yanni Gourd as as their their top centers for now and, and the foreseeable future. Of course, they'll add some some more players to their depth chart over the years, but right now that's what we're looking at. So it's a pretty, pretty not clear, uh, but not overly competitive path for Shane Wright I think you're looking at him and veneers obviously as the top two candidates there now the question fantasy owners want to know is what is being selected by Seattle do for his fantasy upside let's start with his uh, ETA arrival this is a question that I have multiple times in my interviews at the draft uh, I talk to a lot of different writers so make sure to listen to those series and uh, there's, a, there's a couple of varying opinions about what this means for Shane Wright's projection to the NHL Everyone still believes that he's an NHL-ready player now. At one point that Merrick made, uh, and this was reiterated a couple of times, but when I was speaking with Jeff, he said, you know, Shane Wright missed an entire year of development. You get th- three to four years of junior hockey, and he played as a 15-year-old on a terrible next team, and then he missed a season completely, and then he played last year on a, a better Frontenac team that made the playoffs in one round, but wasn't a, a great team. They ranked inside the CHL top 10 for a couple of weeks early in the year. But as the season wore on, some of the shine wore off and their offensive firepower wasn't enough to carry them. Now, does that mean that he could benefit from another year of development in junior hockey with Kingston, or Kingston would, would almost certainly trade his rights, I, I would think, uh, and try and expedite a, a rebuild. They just don't have enough players returning to make it uh, an impactful season with Shane Wright and a bunch of young, young kids, so expect a trade there if he returns to junior I think it helps Shane Wright that he did not go first overall in this situation because there's a lot of pressure to put the first overall pick straight into your NHL lineup. Eric Johnson was the last player to not do that before Owen Power did it last year playing another year in college. And I think, you know, it didn't hurt Owen Power's development. He had a really strong season in college. Uh, He developed his game quite nicely, adjusting there. And turned pro at the end of the season and looked pretty, pretty NHL-ready by the time uh, spring rolled around. So, you know, what is the benefit for Seattle for playing Shane Wright right now in the NHL? Well, there'll be a lot of buzz around him, and it'll help generate some excitement and sell some tickets, I think. But I, I think we'll, we'll see him start his NHL career this season in Seattle. But there'll be a couple of games where he'll have to really, I think, stand out and make a very strong impression. Or if I'm Ron Francis, I say, you know what? Let's just let's just send you back to CHL, try and win a championship there, try and win some gold with Canada at the World Juniors, and then we'll see you next uh, next fall. So that's a possibility. Um, now. I have, a, an interview clip now that I'm going to go to with Shane Wright and it talks a lot about some of these things. So this was held at the, at the podium shortly after he was selected. And, um, yeah, it's, it's hard to, it's, it's really close quarter. So it was hard to get a lot of the questions picked up on, on my phone, but you do get to hear the answers and it's, it's not hard to figure out what the question was, um, so let's put a, a bow on this episode. That's enough for me right now, and let's cut to the interview with uh, Seattle Kraken's first selection, fourth overall, Shane Wright. I Shane was Wright was drafted by a
1: team with a lot of potential into a great city with a great fan base, and um, obviously, you want to go first. It's definitely someone uh every guy wants to go do going to the draft but um you know i couldn't be happier being seattle couldn't be happier with you know being a kraken and uh, i'm really excited about you know the future head in seattle so can you give me more
0: motivation?
1: <laughs> yeah definitely uh gonna you know have a little chip, chip on my shoulder from this for sure uh definitely uh you know like you said a little more motivation uh, i've always been you know a self-motivator always you know been pushing myself uh, internally but um it's definitely gonna give me you know a little more fire for sure
0: so
1: I think that you know sometimes teams, you know, teams take the the best guy they, they feel the fit. They think that, um, you know, they, they take the best player available for their team. They think, um, you know, the best player that that they think is going to fit their franchise. So, um, you know, at the, at the end of the day, it's not my decision. It's not obviously you want to be picked as high as possible, but um, it's not my choice. I'm not. I can't really impact it. Uh, you know, the pick from, from sitting there in the stands. So, yeah, um, uh, it, it was it was it was all right. Yeah, it was fine. Yeah. I think that you, know, you, you prepare for every situation. You I mean, prepare for uh, you know whatever can happen. I think that um, you know personally for me, it's 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 real important to never get too too far ahead of yourself. Never start uh, thinking too far ahead in the future with, with stuff that that you think is going to happen rather than something that actually has happened. So um, it's always you know, important to you know, prepare, prepare prepare for every situation. Prepare for um, you know, whatever. you want. I wouldn't say that. No, I think that you know I got drafted in the NHL. I think that you know I achieved that lifelong goal of mine. I achieved that dream of, of being drafted and and, and you know, to amazing team in Seattle and uh, with with you know great future ahead. So um, I wouldn't really say it was a relief. I I would say just just more excitement, more proud, and um, just honored to be drafted. <laughs> For sure yeah obviously like you said you know to be part of that organization with you know obviously Van years is you really gonna be the focal point as well and hopefully you know I can be part of that a great franchise a great future as well with you know the young talent coming up in the organization so yeah I think you know it's a great fit I think it really fit in you know really well into Seattle's lineup and hopefully next year I can you know make that jump to Yeah, I had a good amount of communication. Uh, went out for for dinner with with a couple of their their heads, the, a couple of their scouts, and, um, and obviously you met them in the combine as well. I had a great conversation with them, so um, and definitely. Uh, you know I know uh, their assistant coach as well Paul McFarland uh, used to be um, was, was I guess kind of my head coach uh, in Kingston They we didn't actually play any games under him but um, I know him you know from from past zoom calls and all that so I uh, got to build a relationship with him so uh, you know I know I knew them pretty well I had a you know, pretty good understanding of what they're about and um, you know really liked everything about it, really liked uh, you know what they thought they're building and where I fit into their into their organization so uh, just you know, super proud Uh, last time I met with him was, was at the Combine. Yeah, that was the last time I talked to him. So, um, leading up to this, I really, didn't really talk to anyone a whole lot. A little bit, yeah. I think that uh, like, um, obviously is, uh, you know, it's kind of nice to, to have it done. I can focus on you know, other things, you know, development camp and, um, you know, learning how to. And, and you know, focusing on you know the training camp getting prepared for training camp. But I also think you know, I want to soak all this in. I want to soak in uh, you know the draft experience. You know, um, I'm fortunate to we're fortunate enough to actually have you know a draft in person in like the last two two years. So um, you know, I had you know friends of mine who who went that draft and uh, weren't able to get drafted in person. So um, it is maybe a little bit of a relief, but I think more so just trying to soak it all in, just trying to enjoy this experience because it's something that uh, is going to happen. Again for me. I mean, obviously, uh, you, you picture that in your mind. You picture uh, you know, your name being called first and walk up the stage putting that jersey, especially uh, you know with the drafting how much all with uh, is first. And uh, like you said, definitely gonna you know put a chip in my shoulder for sure and uh, you know give me a little more motivation. Do yeah. you foresee
0: yourself? Uh,
1: do you foresee yourself playing? I think it's still a decision that has to be made. I think that um, you know it's also a decision of, of Seattle and, and what they want to do with me. Obviously. Uh, um, it's it's really something that's hard to pass up. You know, anytime you can represent your country the world dream is you no, know, nonetheless, and uh, it's, it's a tournament that you dream of playing in as a kid and dream of um, you know represent your country. It's never something you can you can pass up too easily. So uh, definitely gonna be a, a tough team for sure. For sure, yeah, hundred uh, percent. You will be able to, to play play number of games or against you know high level competition and um, you know, like I said right before training camp, it is definitely. Uh, uh, you know, you a pretty good boost and pretty good, uh, you know, be able to take your, your legs under you a little bit and, and uh, you know get used to the pace of training camp. So um, that definitely be a benefit for sure. Not even close. No, uh, this this year was nowhere near my best. I I believe that you know I can be a lot better. I believe that you know. I haven't you know, reached even close to my potential, and um, I think that you know, I got a lot of work to do. I think that um, you know, I made a lot of mistakes this year, had some failures, and you know, faced a lot of adversity with myself and, and my game, but um, I think that I'm still growing as a player. I'm still learning a lot about myself, learning a lot about my game, and um, you know, how to be the best player I can be, so um, you know, I think that's definitely something that I uh, you want know, to improve on for sure. I think a little bit, yeah. I think that uh, you know those, those trades maybe led them to, to not pick a centerman. Uh, obviously, Kirby about being uh, you know a high end centerman and uh, someone who's established himself as a high end NHL player, so uh, maybe that played a little bit of part. Um, I wouldn't say it um, I was you know disappointed or anything or, or less disappointed because they did that. I just think that um, you know that's what Montreal felt was the best move for them, and that's what they did. So um, that's just you know what, what what kind of happened for them. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I think that you know, I was like I said, I was just trying to soak it in. I wasn't, um, you no, know, at that point, you know, it, it wasn't anything I could do to, to you know change uh, the direction of the draft, change the direction of, of what the teams thought. So, um, you know, what I, my my mindset was and what I was thinking is that you know there's no way, there's no reason to be too nervous, no reason to be um, you know super nervous or, or anxious going into it because it's it's at the end of the day, it's out of my control. It's not really something I can 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 choose. Not really. Um, you know, decision that's that's mine to be made so um, just try to you know stay as calm as cool as possible and just kind of soak it all in
0: <laughs>
1: I think that um, in terms of playing the nhl i think that you know geography and 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 where you play doesn't matter as much i think that at the end of the day it's it's a lot about you know the situation that you're in and and, you know the the organization and and what you know fits best for you and um i feel like you know seattle's a really good fit for me i'm really excited to be there and um you're really excited for what's ahead in seattle for sure
0: what was uh, what was ron francis's message to you
1: yeah he said you know he's happy to have me he said he's proud and and um, you know, really excited for me to be there, and you know, I said the same thing. I was really proud and, and honored to to be in Seattle. And um, you know, he said that was a really good fit. He said he was really excited to have me there. So, um, and I you know feel the same way. Did you sense he was a little surprised as well that you're still available? Maybe a little bit. Yeah, I think that um, at the end of the day, that's 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 their job, right? They have to you know adapt to those different situations. They have to adapt to maybe what they think is 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 not normal or or, or what might not happen or, or what does happen. So um, maybe a little bit, yeah. But I think that's you know it's his job to. Um, and, you know, he's, he's obviously you know, smart enough, and, and he's obviously a credible hockey mind, so he, he can understand to make those adjustments pretty quick. Shane, how do
0: you manage perspective in a moment like this? Because, yes, everybody says the way
1: you go first, but at the end of the day, you're still never number 4 <laughs> <quarter, laughs> You're still top five. You're franchise, future cornerstone. Like, how we're do you manage somewhere. it? It's not like independent. Yeah, I think that uh, at the end of the day, it's, it's maybe less about position, more about, um, sorry, it's less about, you know, the number you go, more about, you know, where you go and the position you're in, and, and you know, the best fit, so, um, you know, obviously, it's 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 a great situation for me. I think it's a great fit. Um, I think it's uh, you know, something I'm really excited to be a part of. Really excited to, uh, you know, like I said, build to the future in Seattle and, and you know, hopefully, be, be a big part of their future. Shane, congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. I, uh, I just wanted to ask
0: you about uh, you know your development in Kingston and you know the impact that it's had to your journey to career and you know headed off to here.
1: Yeah, I love it in Kingston. Kingston, great city. Um, super, super fortunate to be there. Um, obviously, uh, it's an unbelievable city, and uh, you know we had a great organization. They had a lot of you know high end players go through there, there as well, and um, some great coaches as well. You know, like, like Paul McFarland, now now assistant coach in Seattle. So, um, you know, it's, it's, you know it really definitely helped my development for sure. Definitely, uh, um, you know, helped shape me to where I am today, and I'm um, really happy to, to be part of that for sure.
0: Shane, can you tell me?
1: I do, yeah. I really do. I think that you know that's where I can be. I think that um, I definitely have a lot of work to do. I definitely have you know a lot of things I gotta uh, you know work on my game, and uh, obviously gotta understand the game a little more, and uh, you know understand the, the pace and, and the physicality of the NHL. But um, I think that you know with all the work this off season and, and learning from you know the high end coaches and, and other players on the team, I think I can get there.
0: Shane, you got a couple Kingston teammates uh, available in the draft. Can you give me a quick scouting report on uh, Luds and Edmonds?
1: <laughs> yeah, Luds. Uh, he's a hardworking guy, one of the hardest working guys in the ice. He's always he's always competing, his motor's always going, and uh, he's, he's also skilled. He can make plays, he can score goals, and um, he's a guy that, that you know, really like playing with. He's always going in the corners and doing battles. And then, you know, Eddie, he's uh, obviously super skilled, super smart with the puck. He's, he's so talented at making plays, um, you know, in tight, and, and he can shoot the puck, he can score goals. So uh, two guys I really like playing with this year.
0: Maybe we will pick him.
1: That'd be nice. I would like that. Yeah. Yeah. While you were waiting, was Dad
0: trying to keep things a little light? It looks like you two were cracking a couple jokes there. Yeah,
1: I think that. You no, know, we're just trying to stay. You know, keep light. Just trying to you know stay in the moment as well. Obviously, uh, no use getting too upset. No, no, we use getting too overwhelmed with with what's going on, and just trying to you know keep it light. That's always you know, uh, you know been my dad. My dad's always you know try to you know keep it light with me. Always trying to keep it fun, and um, so that's just kind of you know just trying to keep a smile on my face a little bit and just trying to uh, enjoy the moment there. Thanks, guys.